You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. You know, it almost feels illegal to use Celebrate twice in a row on two episodes in a row, but frankly, folks, that's not the case. We have gotten nothing but W's and W's and W's lately. First Liz Cheney, and now Dr. Fraudshi, Dr. Anthony Fauci is resigning and stepping down at the end of December. The doctor who has been in public service for... public service in in quotes, of course, for about 50 years... has done nothing with his career for 50 years... And is somehow still in public service to this day. Trump should have fired him when he had the chance. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Very excited to be joining you today. As always, every Monday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, wherever you get your podcast. Our preferred platform is redfutureradio.com. We are always available over there. Redfutureradio.com uh, slash TCC for my program, but browse the entire site. Check it out. And learn what other programs we have. Because we have plenty of great, tremendous, patriotic America First programs. Including the Samuel McGuire Show. Which is at slash TSMS at the end of the website. If you want to join in, talk to me. Join the conversation. Our phone number is 57GOPJosh7. 574-675-6747 to call into the program and talk to me. If you want to see, and you can leave a voicemail if you're listening after the broadcast. If you want to see my election prediction for the U.S. Senate. Not accounted for by the polls we're going to talk about later today. You can check that out at patreon.com slash gopjosh. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash gopjosh. Help support the program for as little as $3 a month and see that election prediction. Dr. Fauci has obviously been in public service, like I said in quotes, for longer than I've been alive by a landslide since 1968, actually. He was a 27-year-old doctor when he joined the National Institute of Health. He serves as President Biden's chief medical advisor. And he is resigning. He is stepping down. He's not promising to end his career. He's not retiring. But he's stepping down from these government positions. Every government position he's in, he's stepping down. He's in a lot of them. Uh, Surprisingly, in a lot of them. He has been widely known in scientific circles for decades. It was the coronavirus pandemic that capulated him to worldwide fame and ignited criticism from some Republican politicians and a threat from the public. Obviously, he was seen as a a freedom trumper, as he was. He was not very pro-Trump, and he wasn't very pro-freedom. He was a freedom trumper. He trumped freedom for millions of Americans with his guidance, his guidance that turned into gospel from many governments all across the world and states here in in America, in the United States. So I'm glad he's gone. Um, good riddance. He he should have been gone a long time ago. Trump should have fired him when he had the chance. And he said he was he wasn't going to last the end of Biden's term. He said he was going to resign by the end of Biden's term. He said that at pretty much the beginning of Biden's term, when he realized no one was listening to him, no one was following what he said. He was pretty much 
guiding himself into um, irrelevancy. Obviously, he's done more than a lot of COVID. He's done all that testing on beagles, uh, petrifying those pure animals, just destroying those animals, which is disgusting. Uh, Obviously, he was around in the AIDS pandemic in the 80s. He got his job in the position he's in now from 1984. Some quick math here says that was about um, 38 years ago. So he's been in the same position for 38 years. That's, that's a good job. A good private sector job where a company can choose to keep you. And I just dropped a coin. I don't know why I'm touching a coin. <laughs> a good private sector job where they can choose to keep you. is That's a great long career. But he was in government getting a taxpayer paycheck. A larger paycheck, by the way, than the president. Obviously than President Trump, but also President Biden. And I'm, he's finally gone good riddance. He's out of there. Very excited to see him leave. He was not a good doctor. Let's read more about this uh, worship piece from the Washington Post. Let's see here. As for the National Institute of Allergy and Infection Diseases since 1984, he joined the parent agency in 1986 as a 26 or 27-year-old doctor who had just finished medical residency and was quickly identified as a rising star. Most recently, Fauci also has also served as President Biden's chief medical advisor since the start of his administration. Fauci's tenure as the director of Infectious Disease Institute made him an advisor for seven presidents and put him on the front lines of modern-day scourge. Uh, he was AIDS, 201, anthrax, scares, Ebola, Zika, and the coronavirus pandemic. He was there for nearly four decades. It was a little-known agency from with a $350, or $350 million annual budget. They're now receiving six, over $6 billion a year. They're a globally recognized powerhouse. Uh, Biden said... Because of Dr. Fauci's many contributions to public health, lives here in the United States and around the world have been saved. He was vice president when he said that, quote, whether you met him personally or not, he has touched all Americans' lives with his work. And he is gone. And I, he's 81 years old, I believe. He, he's quite the old man. He's been in this job for a long time. It's time for him to get out of there. But he says he's not done with his career. He's not done with the work that he started doing as this infectious disease expert obviously he he's been in there for a long time i really don't know what he's going to do next and call in with your thoughts five seven four six seven five six seven four seven that's five seven gop josh seven you can also email the program uh, josh at gop josh.com josh at gop com. but what is he going to do next i mean he has no real place to go besides retirement maybe he'll go down and retire in florida become friends with Ron DeSantis and, and live the rest of his life happy in a Republican paradise. But I don't see that being the case. He's re- he's leaving now. I mean, he's doing everything he can to avoid Republican oversight. Even the, the left can see that Republicans are going to take back the House, take back the Senate in these upcoming elections. We'll talk more about that later in the program. And they have to make sure that, that, that they can't have any accountability. So they can't force him to resign. They can't do this and that as a government official. They will now have to treat him as a private citizen, I'm pretty sure. But GOP oversight will not shield him, and his retirement will not shield him from congressional oversight. Uh, James Comer said, the American people, he actually tweeted it, the American people deserve transparency and accountability about how the government officials use their taxpayer dollars and at GOP oversight will deliver, unquote. Fauci said he is not concerned with potential investigations and has not given much thought about how he might deal with them. He said, there's nothing I cannot defend. If you remember, this article is not going to say it. 
but he got in, in a lot of trouble for funding gain of function research and lying about it in, in Congress. That's perjury. That's lying before Congress, which is a crime. Dr. Fauci has a lot to try to hide away from. And I don't see him picking up a job anytime soon unless he's a, a once a month contributor on Fox News. Or not Fox News, I'm sorry, CNN. And Fox News might take him too in today's day and age. That's why alternative media is so important. That's a rant for another day. Uh, Fauci managed to get along with the president. He advised until Trump. He is a non-political person, he says. Uh, he first visited the White House to advise Ronald Reagan. He has lived by advice from a friend who has advised Richard Nixon. Each time you walk into the White House, the advice went, tell yourself it may be the last time you have to tell a president or a high-ranking official something they don't want to hear, and you may never want to, and they may never may never want to speak with you again, or they may respect you that you told them the truth and want you back. They, they, this is a hit piece against Trump. They're doing everything they can in every piece, which I haven't read this entire piece first. I was just kind of going to give you my pure reactions to the piece. To the piece. This is a hit piece against Trump, fully. Six presidents wanted Dr. Fauci to come back. Trump did not. Why is that line needed? Truly. We're not, we're not honoring his, his life. This shouldn't be honoring his life. He has done nothing good. Give me one good thing that Fauci has done in his career. One good thing. He hasn't done anything good in his career. He hasn't done anything to, to, to help people besides lock them down and ruin their freedoms and take their freedoms away. So, so why is he there? Take him out. He shouldn't be retiring in Florida. He should be retiring in a jail cell. And I hope they will try him. I hope they will get him for, for crimes against humanity, frankly. That's a big claim, but I'm, I'm willing to back it up. Everything he's done, taking away freedoms, forced old people into nursing homes, Everything he's done has been taking away freedoms, taking away their right. It's just, it's wrong. Everything he's done has been wrong, so good riddance. I'm glad he's gone. See, see you next time, Dr. Fauci. Hope you have a good rest of your life, and I hope he doesn't pick up a private sector career. At this point, he's 81 years old. Just let him retire. Just let him go home. Just let him sleep all day like Sleepy Joe. He probably already does anyway. He's been out of the public eye a lot. Ever since he got his, uh, his about with COVID... He's been out of the public eye a lot. Wonder why that is. When we return, we're going to talk about the summer of rage the Biden administration is ignoring. Uh, some awesome piece of legislation from Marjorie Taylor Greene that we'll never see the light of day. I'm not on YouTube anymore for, for another two weeks. We'll talk about that as well. I meant to mention that on the Thursday episode, but that never happened. Uh, Wisconsin is doing a lot of cool things. There's some uh, Arizona campaigning going on, some weird campaigning, unexpected campaigning. And we will see where that goes when we return here on the Conservative Crusader. Make sure you are following me on social media. My social media is at GOPJosh20. It is at GOPJOSH20. Uh, for my Twitter and Instagram, my uh, Truth Social, Gab, Getter, Parlor, Telegram, uh, all of the above is just at GOPJosh. Also on Facebook at GOPJosh. My website is GOPJosh.com. We'll be right back after this on the Red Future Radio Network. This is The Conservative Crusader, and stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. We have some awesome polling today out of Ohio for the Republican ticket, for half of the Republican ticket that's halfway decent. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I also want to talk about today a, a statement that came out right before we began broadcasting. 
which was President Trump's statement. He released a statement, uh, another statement about the Mar-a-Lago raid. He seems to know when we're going on air. I wonder if he's a listener because he, he's like, oh, Josh is about to go on. We need, we, we need to release a statement. Throw him for a loop. We have just filed a motion in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida, strongly asserting my rights, including under the Fourth Amendment of our Constitution, regarding the unnecessary, unwarranted, and un-American break-in by dozens of FBI agents and others of my home, Mar-a-Lago, in Palm Beach, Beach, Florida. They demanded that the security cameras be turned off, a request we rightfully denied. They prevented my attorneys from observing what was being taken in the raid, saying absolutely not. They took documents covered by attorney-client and executive privilege, which was not allowed. They took my passports. They even brought a, fi- a safe cracker and successfully broke into my personal safe, which revealed dot, 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 nothing. We are now demanding that the Department of Justice, in quotes, the word justice, be instructed to immediately stop the review of documents illegally seized from his home. All documents have been previously declassified. We are demanding the appointment of a special master to oversee the handling of the materials taken in the raid. We are further demanding that the DOJ be forced to turn over a real without plants inventory of my property that it was taken and disclosed where the property is now located. We are demanding that all items wrongfully taken from my home be immediately returned. The wrongful overbought warrant that was signed by a magistrate judge who recused himself just two months ago from a major civil suit that I filed because of his bias and ammunist towards me. The Mar-a-Lago break-in search and seizure was illegal and unconstitutional and we are taking all actions, all actions necessary to get the documents back. Which we have good, would have given them without the, necess, uh, the necessity of a despicable raid on my home so I can give them to the National Archives until they are required for the future Donald J. Trump Presidential Library and Museum. And we'll never stop fighting for the American people, our country, and the rule of law. Make America great again. I don't have much to say about this. Just wanted to bring you the news because the, the mainstream isn't covering this. It's out of their mainstream cycle. So why would they cover it? And that's the big thing about alternative media. We cover these things that they refuse to talk about. I covered this raid first before anyone else. We had this statement as soon as it came out. The second it came across my screen, I brought it up. Uh, the rest of the mainstream waited to verify and fact check. Now, if the president says something, we're going to take it. And we're going to run with it. And if it's false, we'll, we'll correct ourselves later. But we're going to come back and take it as it comes out from the president of the United States, of course, Donald J. Trump. There's that statement about his his trial and everything like that is his lack of trial is raided by uh signed by bruce reinhardt a judge that worked for epstein by the way epstein jeffrey epstein we're having a summer of rage part four sorry part six the biden administration ignores systemic attack on religious communities in the wake of the dobbs leak so we, we were talking about this from the day that dobbs was leaked that churches that pregnancy centers that Government buildings that private entities, and not even government entities are private, but you get what I'm saying, that private businesses and private people, people who who may have a God loves all sign outside of their yard, right? These private people, these private institutes are going to be attacked. They're going to be full on attacked. You're going to have to protect your, your local church, your local community, your local pregnancy center because the left is going to attack them and, and take try to take them down. That is what they're going to try to do. And since the leak of the Just, uh, Justice Samuel Alito's draft majority opinion in the Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization case that eventually led to the overturning of Roe v. Wade, America has endured a summer of rage. The waves of demonstrations saw protesters going as far to simp- going far beyond simply donning Handmaid's Tale bonnets and gathering around the Supreme Court. There have been dozens of acts of violence, destruction, and harassment aimed at intimidating anti-abortion Christians and conservatives. There's a series of articles 
from Breitbart, which you can read at the link down below because it's a very long piece, talking about all these different instances. The elements of the interconnected system that provides organizational and financial support for this radical agenda. And this is a good list from Andy Nago has made a list of these violations and everything like that since this started July 6th, going back pretty far actually before that, way before that, May 11th, of different violence and different attacks against churches and against religious institutions, period, pregnancy centers, Oregon Right to Life, uh, pro-life organizations. It's disgusting, folks. In the Biden administration, because it fits their political agenda, they promote attacking people you disagree with. This fits their agenda. This fits their eventual plans, what they want to do. So keep, keep that in mind as you're watching this and as you're looking through these photos, because I can't describe the photos, obviously. I can't show you them, but I can explain how terrible and disgusting they are. So to look through them, realize that this is something that Biden should be addressing, something that he should be showing, saying, hey, hey, look at this. Uh, This isn't acceptable. You can disagree, but this isn't acceptable. It's disgusting. His lack of leadership is disgusting. Did you expect more from, from the president, though? From, from the president? It's the, the sixth part of their article. So they've had six parts of this. This is the, the, the biggest one that's caught my eye, is the attack on our religious institutions. So check it out. I, I have the link in the show notes below. I'm not paid to say that. It's the second link after my website and after... Fauci's article it is the second link right there we're going to move on though because I can't describe these photos to representative Marjorie Taylor Greene who is the best representative we have right now in Congress right up there with Paul Gosar right up there with Lauren Boebert Andy Biggs a great group of representatives we have up there Warren Davidson's one of them in Ohio Jim Jordan's okay he's better than most But Marjorie Taylor Greene is proposing this legislation knowing it will never see the light of day. She's proposing this showing this is what we will do when we take back Congress. This is what we will do for you. This is her version of a contract to America. By doing the things the establishment Republicans and your average Republican refuses to do. She has proposed a bill introduced legislation Friday to make performing so-called gender-affirming care procedures on minors a felony. It is known as the Protect Children's Innocence Act, which would make any hormonal or sex reassignment surgeries on minors a Class C felony, which is punishable by 10 to 25 years in prison. A person who underwent any form of gender transition treatment is able to seek uh, compensatory and punitive damages against the individual performing the procedure. The bill outlaws any procedure, quote, changing the body, unquote, of an individual to correspond to a member of the opposite biological uh, gender, including castration, vasectomy, etc., it will also ban any hormonal treatments in a form of plastic surgery to feminize or masculinize the face, chest, etc., or placement of fat. Federal funding for any of these procedures is prohibited under the proposed legislation and, propo- and prohibits healthcare facilities located on federal lands or tribal territories from perfor- performing the procedures. It also outlaws institutions of higher education for offering instructions on the treatments. This is specifically, I want to remind you, for minors. 
This is not for the 18-year-old, which people are saying, well, if adults want to do it, we should let them castrate their bodies. What I disagree with, but whatever. This is for minors. There's a list of co-sponsors, I believe, here. Yep, Mary Miller. Obviously, she's a great congresswoman. Jeff Duncan, Bob Good, Ralph Norman, uh, Matt Gates, Tony Gonzalez, the good one, not the Ohio one, the good one. Uh, Clay Higgins, Burgess Owens, uh, Representative Claudia Tenney. We have here Representative Andrew Clyde, Rep Harshbarger, and Lance Gooden is the list of co-sponsors. You can read the bill. I linked the Daily Caller article below. These procedures are child abuse and must be outlawed, according to Marjorie Taylor Greene on Fox News. Now, if you are a parent, this is the going back to the root of the problem, which is the parent. You can say it's the school system. You can say it's this and that. It's the parent. Because the parents allowing the kids, and sometimes they're not involved enough to understand that. And that's a problem, too. But the parents that are signing off on this, saying, yeah, you can, you can get rid of your, your identity, uh, identifying features. You can change how you look and change how your body pr- uh, proceeds these things and processes these things. Let's sign off on that. I'll, I'll do that right for you. Uh, honey, I mean, sir, I mean, um, young man, I mean, a young woman, I mean, I... This won't solve the root problem. It will stop the procedures, but it won't stop the mental illness. Which is leading to this. So so maybe we should have some mental illness care. And I support that. To stop this from being a mainstream issue as it is. There's no reason this should be as mainstream as it is. This gender identity, this whatever they call it, whatever the word, gender dysphoria. It should not be as mainstream as it is. At all. It's disgusting that it is. I believe it's the parents' fault, it's the government's fault for allowing it to happen for so long to minors. And it's the school's fault. There's a lot of pro- people at fault. We can go on that about that for hours. But anyways, this needs to stop. This and big tech censorship are both things that really need to stop as we move on to our next article. This program right here, you're, you're listening to, I am a 16-year-old from Ohio. I'm, I'm talking into a microphone in my bedroom, talking about American politics. And I believe it's a good program. I believe it's a, a pretty fair program. I try, I try my best. And I upload these audio-only versions to YouTube, where I just put a cover art photo, upload it to YouTube, just to get a different audience on there. There's some supporters on there that listen every time. An episode that came out in May of 2021, not this year, not the last May, not this last week, May of 2021, folks, was taken down on Thursday for violating their policy on the 2020 election. Now, in May of 2021, I wasn't as well-spoken. I wasn't as well-adjusted to this program. I wasn't as good at this program as I was, so I'm kind of glad it's gone from the archives. (laughs) But they took it down and and issued me a two-week ban from posting a two-week ban from live streaming, and a two-week ban from uploading videos to playlists. So if I want to save a YouTube video from the whatever program I'm listening to at that point to my watch later, I can't do that. So not only is it a, you can't use these features as an uploader, you can't use these features as a user. And it's one thing if they ban me from posting. I don't need YouTube anyway. I'm, I'm fine without it. 
the program does well everywhere else. Thank you for listening right here. Make sure you rate five stars on your favorite platform. But these are, are taking it down to where I can't use their platform. So not only can I not upload on their platform and allow people, other people to see my content, I can't properly browse content on their platform. I'm one strike away from a permanent ban. So you know what, YouTube? Take me down. Trump won the 2020 election. Uh, COVID-19 was made in a lab and released to stop the population. I don't believe the vaccine works. Take me down, YouTube. Permanently ban me from your platform. YouTube is nothing. We are on Rumble. Uh, We try to upload every program on Rumble. Rumble.com slash GOP Josh. If you prefer watching or listening, I should say, on Rumble. Rumble.com slash GOP Josh. Rumble.com slash GOP Josh. All of our interviews are archived onto Rumble. Because we can't rely on YouTube. We can't rely on Apple. We can't rely on podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Anchor, which is my hosting platform. We can't rely on these people. They, they don't work for us. They don't work for our, our values. I keep an archive of the podcast for that reason. If we ever go down, I have it. From the first episode to episode 23, which was titled, So Creatively, We're Back. Because I was gone for like a week. Right. And so they, they took us down. We can't let big tech have ultimate power. And we really can't let them do this. So we have to have alternatives. That's why I'm on Rumble. I want every platform, every podcast platform in, in the nation, I believe. Maybe not some, some really tiny ones, but I'm on most of them in the nation. So make sure you check those out wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening on Apple and you're like, well, I, I'd rather listen on Spotify. You can check it out there. I, I'm, I'd rather listen on iHeartRadio. Check it out there. I'd rather listen on TuneIn. Listen to it there. This podcast is so big, so bigly. We are successful everywhere, and we appreciate you listening anywhere. When we return, a Wisconsin school bans pride flags, BLM flags from classrooms. Bigly news, very important news. An vulnerable Arizona Democrat is welcoming Biden. In this environment, he's going to lose anyway to Blake Masters. That's Mark Kelly. We'll talk about that when we return. Uh, New polls in Pennsylvania and Ohio. Uh, Funding in Ohio, big money being spent in Ohio, uh, and a little bit about Ohio in their congressional proxy voting. My name is Joe P. Josh, here on the Red Future Radio Network. When we return, we'll talk about that and much more on The Conservative Crusader. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. That is our in-studio audience. (laughs) When listening to the fact that a Wisconsin school board member, I'm laughing at the fact that I said in-studio audience, we are in my bedroom. Welcome to The Conservative Crusader. (laughs) A Wisconsin school board voted in favor of a policy banning gay pride flags and Black Lives Matter flags from classrooms due to what school leaders say is political messaging. Now, this is not as good as I thought it was, folks. I I read the article first. I'm like, oh, this is good. I missed a key portion of the program, and I want to know what they mean by this. Teachers and administrators will not have political flags or religious messaging in their classrooms or on their person the Cato Moraine School Board voted last Tuesday in favor of keeping a code of conduct, conduct in place that the school superintendent had interpreted as banning teachers from displaying political and religious messages in classrooms. What do they mean by that? 
specifically in the the person on the person right uh, does that include a a cross necklace or a, a wristband that says what would jesus wwjd what would jesus do where where does this end no preferred pronouns in their email signature by the way great policy on the on the beginning of it i i believe it's it's a good policy to begin with Displayed on their person is, is different. I don't think religious messaging should be banned from displayed on their person if it's religious. I mean, and that's infringing. Does that include like a, a job if the person teaching is a woman and a Muslim woman? I mean, really, where does this end? We, we really have to find out. It's plain and simple. Where does where does this end? So, anyways, we're gonna we're gonna move on from that. If we have more about that story, we'll let you know. We are going to be following it very closely leading into the school board elections next year. Uh, That story and many other school boards across the nation because we have a lot to talk about next year in 2023 with the school boards. And taking back our school boards from the radical left, from the socialists, from the anti-American communists, the pro-BLM, pro-this and that. People hate our kids, hate our society, hate our culture, hate our religion. Senator Mark Kelly said on Sunday that a he would welcome President Biden joining him on the campaign trail as he looks to retain his seat against Trump-backed challenger Blake Masters. He said on State of the Union, he said, quote, hey, I will welcome anybody to come to Arizona, travel around the state at any time as long as I'm here, if I'm not up in Washington in session, and talk about what Arizona needs. He replied, noting the importance of issues going on around his state. Uh, we all know who he is, the astronaut uh, representative Gabby Gifford's husband. He is facing Masters, a close associate of the tech investor Peter Thiel. And I haven't seen a latest poll. Here it is. Uh, Kelly is an eight-point lead in the latest Fox News poll. Fox News polls are o- always oversampled Dems, always use registered voters instead of likely voters. It, it just is not a good poll. So he has a lead in that poll, probably closer to a four-point lead at this point. When you take into account that summer polls always overcompensate Republican or Democrats, I'm sorry, because people on vacation, people don't really care. Then you have the fact that he's probably winning by like one point. Margin of error, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Mr. Masters is in the lead in this race, like other Republicans are in other races. But we're going to move on. Uh, I just want to talk about that. It's funny that, that someone's in a vulnerable race, a tight race and a competitive seat that will help determine the majority. And people are saying, well, we should welcome Biden with open arms. The guy that has a 38% approval rating. Let's welcome him with open arms into my state. As long as I'm here, can't have him saying something otherwise. If he's not here, we have to have him here, right here, right here, right now. I'll be here. And then if I'm not here, then, well, who cares? And in these polls... We have some polls in in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Trafalgar polls. I like Trafalgar polling. They usually oversample Dems in Ohio, so that's a good sign for us. But Democrats in Pennsylvania are holding a very slim lead in the new states, in the closely watched gubernatorial and Senate races, according to new polling. I want to pull up this poll from Trafalgar before I move on. Uh, John Fetterman is running against Dr. Oz. John Fetterman is the lieutenant governor in Pennsylvania. He had a stroke. He cannot talk. We we played his clip on the program. 
when he was just having a trouble talking in a speech. He, he had a rally. He spoke for like three minutes, and he just he couldn't speak. It was a terrible speech. It was hard to listen to as a just a, a listener. So let's check this out here. If the election for U.S. Senate for were held today, for whom would you vote? The lowest ranking is a libertarian with 1.8%. John Fetterman with 48.4%. Mehmet Oz in 43.5%. That's got to sting. As my friend Jacob on, on Twitter said, that's got to hurt. It's about a five-point lead over over Dr. Oz. And this is what shows when, when the Republican Party, when the right wing is not united behind one candidate. Primaries are one thing, and governor races are another thing. And they can be two of the same thing. But we are right now watching a, a very competitive Senate race where we will have a, a literal communist, socialist, in the seat, and I'm not using those as buzzwords. I'm saying that's literally his policy. Look up his policy, johnfetterman.com. While you're on the internet, go to jpjosh.com. But John Fetterman is a literal socialist who hates everything America stands for. I'm going to say it. Who is leading in a poll because one of the candidates in the primary who won had like 23% of the vote refuses to endorse and support him. You are childish at that point. I liked Kathy Barnett better than I liked D- D- Dave uh, McCormick and Dr. Oz both. But I'm not going to sit here and defend her. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, he's only losing by, losing by five points. It's not her fault. It most likely definitely is. Because Mastriano is not losing by that large of a margin. I don't have that poll pulled up right now. But he's not losing by that large of a margin at all. If, if even close within the margin of error. There's only 4% undecided in this race. There is a lot of work to do here. This is the governor race. John Fetterman, or he's losing by about 3.9 points. Josh Shapiro is beating Doug Mastriano. That's an easily winnable race because people are uniting. Republicans, conservatives are uniting behind Doug Mastriano. I'm pretty sure Lou Barletta or whatever his name was endorsed Doug Mastriano. And even in this race, it's different than, than the Ohio governor race, which we'll talk about in a second. But Republicans in Pennsylvania, to save the state, Doug, jo- Josh Shapiro is not much different than uh, Mr. Fetterman. So we have to save the state. We have to, to do this and, and unite behind Doug Mastrano and Dr. Roz. They are the conservative ticket, the only conservatives on the ballot. And I just wanted to put that out there. Before we move on to Ohio... We have a lot of news in Ohio, and this is going to kind of make me upset. We're going to talk about this before we talk about polling. National Republican Group is planning massive ad buy, boosting J.D. Vance, signaling deepening GOP focus on the Ohio Senate race. $28 million worth of TV and radio ads that will air statewide. They were spending about $5 million before. I'm going to move to the polls now. J.D. Vance is winning by about four and a half points. About four and a half. He'll win uh, by about ten when it's all said and done. This is not going to be a vulnerable seat. I was wrong before when he was down in every poll when I said he needs to 
pour money into this race to stop Tim Ryan. Now he's comfortably leading in the polls. The Democrat summer surge is over. He's starting to go out and knock doors and get on the ground game and and do rallies with, with Ron DeSantis. He's on the ground. He's doing his job now. Move that $28 million, keep about $5 million or $6 million of it in Ohio, and pour it in Pennsylvania. Keeping that seat red is more important than keeping this seat red because this seat is going to stay red either way. But Pat Toomey's seat is vulnerable. So if the National Republican group that's giving $28 million to J.D. Vance is listening to this, give this to Dr. Oz. As a Republican in Ohio who wants to see J.D. Vance win at this point. He wasn't my guy in the primary, but I want to see him win at this point. Give the money to Dr. Oz and John Fetterman. It truly has to be done if we want to have a majority, if we want to save Pennsylvania and and the nation. Uh, this ad by, it will be third in the, oh, Georgia as well. Pour money into Georgia as well. Give this money, split it between those two states, keep them red, and flip one of them red. But these ads are important. If they just keep running the same J.D. Vance ad, which is a nice ad. It's a, it's a pretty ad. It's a pretty vi- uh, visually ad. It's a good ad. But are they truly, uh, truly doing anything? That's what I want to know. He's saying, I, I grew up in Ohio and, and I had problems, so I'm going to vote for you. So vote for me. Tim Ryan's ads are at least addressing the issues. So I hope he makes good ads with this money, but come on. Take it out. Put it in more important states. We don't have unlimited resources like the left does. And Republicans in Ohio are are just not good. Uh, I meant to say, I closed out of the tab, of course. But Ohio Governor Mike DeWine is winning by a large margin as well. He's not vulnerable. He's going to be very safe R. Nan Whaley isn't doing anything. She's running. She's running by 16 points. Way out of the safe arg- uh, of safe margin. Good good job, Mike DeWine. I, I don't believe any Republican write-in candidate would stop him. I don't believe he will be stopped. So I, I don't want Mike DeWine to win. I don't want Nan Whaley to win. I, I'm pretty undecided in this race. I, I'll have you both on for an, uh, a debate. Um, Josh at gopjosh.com, email me. But... Come on. Truly. Let's go. Let's do this. And good job, Mike DeWine. I mean, he won re-election pretty handedly. So good job. That that election's pretty much over. Hope Nan Whaley takes her ads down now. The same ad running 30 times in an ad break is annoying, Nan Whaley, if you're listening to this. Your 15-second ads talking about rising costs and price gouging, which I didn't know was an issue, are getting pretty annoying. Now I have to play the ad for context, don't I? Oh. It's just, it's annoying. I mean, it truly is just the same thing. We're going to stop price gouging. I think it's this one right here in the kitchen. Let's see here. After dad lost his job, my parents sat in our kitchen, stretching less into just enough. I'm Nan Whaley. Right now, we're all struggling. As governor, I'll put Ohio's rescue money back in your pocket to help you with rising costs. Okay, that wasn't the price gouging yet. Anyways, come on. And Republicans in Congress are are... Using the pandemic precaution proxy voting for a lot more. Now, Dave Joyce used it to um, use his knee surgery to recover from his knee surgery. He couldn't show up. But Republicans are taking the ad and using it outrageously.
Tim Ryan has done 268 proxy votes, the most of anyone else. Number two is Anthony Gonzalez, 138, uh, he had 138 proxy votes. Four Republicans have, in Ohio had never used them. One strip signed a letter saying the public health emergency kept him from voting in person. He was healthy enough to speak at a Capitol Hill press conference that morning where Republicans pledged to press more for details at the on the FBI search of former President Trump at home at Mar-a-Lago. And whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, a left-winger or a right-winger, if you are backing and using the proxy voting, you are not working for your constituents. Dave Joyce obviously was, wasn't home. He was, he was in the hospital with knee surgery. That's one thing. But if you're just deciding to campaign with it, if you're deciding to run off and go to a press conference with it, use, do your job. Put the people you represent first over your campaign. That's for both Anthony Gonzalez, the Republican who's, who's leaving, and Democrat Tim Ryan. Do your job. Don't just sit there and cast a ballot from, from home. And it doesn't say which which campaigns. Here it is. Four of them. Jim Jordan, Warren Davidson, Steve Shabbat, and Troy Balderson have never voted by proxy. Mike Carey. He's in Congress. He just entered Congress. He's been in a Congress. He has five letters. Okay, he, he had his kid. Uh, his son was born. His wife had surgery. His flight was canceled. He had COVID. Those are his excuses. I have one of them. Uh, he has said... Heading into the next Congress, I am in favor of ending proxy voting and returning to person, uh, to in-person business as the Senate has maintained over the last two years. I share Leader McCarthy's view that in-person voting protects the interesting ideas of Congress being a physical meeting place and of people and idea. So he has done uh, 24 proxy votes. Mike Turner is in one. Uh, Tim Ryan is in the most. Andy Gonzalez, Joyce Beatty, J- Dave Joyce, Chantel Brown, Marcy Kaptur, etc. So, so those are the Ohio's and in, in proxy voting, and take that into account. By the way, if you are voting for re-election for Joyce Beatty, or Dave Joyce, or Bob Lotta, or Bob Gibbs, why have you voted by proxy so many times? Explain why. Tell me why, and why are you not in person working for our people? But until next time, my friends, on Thursday, my name is GOP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. My website is gopjosh.com redfutureradio.com. Until next time, my friends, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to me again for another 45 minutes of your life. Let's go enshrine this piece into the records of Congress as well as we can. Uh, maybe they'll just come to my house and take my hard drive. Who knows? My name is UP Josh. And thank you for tuning in once again. Thank you for Anchor for sponsoring the program today again. And just thank you. Thank you all for everything you do. My name is UP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader and stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 